So to recap, your wife got you into Salvia. My wife hooked me up. Which is like the nicest thing anyone can say about their wife. <laughs> yeah, my wife is the reason I'm a Salvia addict. Wow. No, she, but she, wow. she was like, since it was Touching. my idea. All these years, you still... Still on the Salvia. That's oh, good. Man. Just hold on a second. We I fell in love again. I got to take a walk around the block. I'll be right back. <laughs> if you like pina coladas. If you like Salvia. And smoking Salvia. Oh, you are into champagne. <laughs> that's, wait, do that again. See, every, when you sing, I fucking, I, I cream. That's my favorite line in the song. I am into champagne. It's, um, I, I was listening to that song on the radio the other day. And when that, song, when that line comes up, uh, I feel bad for the guy a little bit. Like, yeah, well, I think he got laid in his time, though. I, I guess think, so. In the like, 80s, being into something was like... But into cool. champagne? And he says it's so definitive. I'm like, into it. I am into champagne. Yeah, woman, let's get yeah. some champagnes. I'm into champagne. Are you? Let me tell you something. Let me Are tell you, you a story about Kevin Heffernan. <laughs> when we... Because uh, he's, throwing, he's throwing rocks at glass houses right now. Right? Oh, dear. When we, you like this story, Kev. When we, were, uh, we shot our first pilot... Yeah. Um, it was Puddle Cruiser was turned into a TV show. It's, it's our college movie. Yeah. Uh, but they thought we looked too old, so they didn't want us to be in it. But there was. Uh, there was it took w- you that long to write it. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. were like 26. They were like, nah, you guys are too old. Uh, I think really what it was is we weren't good looking enough. They wanted right. TV good sure. looking guys sure. to, yeah. to play these roles. And so, uh, but there was one role for a guy, for one of us, it was like a line or two. Uh-huh. And so we had like a rock, paper, scissor contest, and Kevin won it. So he got to, to do the line. It was like 500 bucks payment. And the deal right. was whoever won would act in it. And with the $500, we'd all go out. The five of us would go out. Yeah. yeah and sense. have yeah. a nice dinner at, uh, at Gladstone's up in, uh, Mal- <laughs> in Malibu. First of all. They sell tires, too, don't yeah. they? They do. Yeah. They do. They, I mean, yeah. you're going to tell how, you know, how you're so classy in the story. No. And yet you're having dinner at Gladstone's. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's a going lobster, to Gladstone's. So. A seafood restaurant on the beach on sure. the Pacific Ocean? Okay, yeah. Fuck you, Heffernan. But, but Gladstone is like peanut shells on the ground. I love that kind of place. I'm just telling you, you're about to tell the story about how you're so sophisticated at, in your eating. Fucking His wife got him hooked on salvia, for God's sake. I know, I know, I know, I know, sophistication, I know, I know. but here, yeah. this is just surprising. Right. Okay. I've known Kevin Heffernan all my life. All right. I've ever seen him drink is Budweiser, Old Milwaukee, <laughs> Milwaukee's well, best. Uh, Those three beers. Well, maybe then, back then. Back then, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're in our 20s. And so, yeah, we're uh, more we sophisticated palate. Yeah, now, now, he's, now he's gone through the palate That's wheel. Right. That's yeah, right. exactly. But well, this is back then. Right. And so every each of us broken lizard guys, we all are, I'll have a Budweiser, I'll have a Budweiser, I'll have a Budweiser. It comes to him, he's like, What um what kind of rose wine do you have? <laughs> now this is before rose wine was in, so maybe he was forward thinking. I was. But also I never rose is cool now. He's man. Into rose. It's cool. I am into rose. Hey. Listen, so I mean, you know, we laughed at him and his you know, his face blushed if we if I can get Ooh, maybe punished. he went got rose. He yeah. got a fine rose a to blushy. match his <laughs> but uh but it was surprised I'd never seen him drink anything but beer and uh he was you know well you know it's his... the tannins the tannins yeah i don't know what that is but that's uh, in, the, really... in the wine in the wine yeah, yeah. isn't that the residue that uh yeah, the, collects in the, the bottom the, of it puts there the thing what do, how do we get onto the story we're talking about uh oh salvia oh we're talking yeah. about champagne yeah all right so your wife had your learned salvia so salvia so she yeah. said uh, she said um all right listen so there was my idea i don't think do she it. said it like that she said Oh, like, listen. He does the imitation of his listen, wife. She's, she's Cuban. <laughs> it was my idea. Yeah. I'll chaperone. You go first. Yeah. Which is a clever way of saying you're the guinea pig. Okay. I see. But so I was like. So she wanted to do some salvia and wanted to see what it does to people. Yeah. She is right. a scientist. I mean, she, she's a. And she picked you up basically at a truck stop and said, hey, you. 
yeah. get in my car. It's nice and warm. Yeah. I got some like salvia for you. Get in my car. Have you seen yeah. that video? The David Hasselhoff video, get in my car? <laughs> no. If you have, you would remember it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's great. Do yourself a favor. David Hasselhoff, get in my car. All right. I'm writing this down. Yeah. So uh, anyway, the point yeah. is I smoked it. Yeah. And... I said, so how will I know what's going to happen? And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, it's taking me. It's taking me. And it was like, it was like a Marvel Comics movie. It's like, taking you? It started like, it started like Venom. Slicing up my fingers. like Slicing? Up. Okay. That, not, a, not a strong recommendation there. Like, it felt like insects were crawling up my Made of blades. Well, it felt like I was being diced. Blade sects. From my fingers all, <laughs> all the way up my arms. I was going, oh, my God, it's taking me. It's taking me. It's ta-. It came all the way up my arm. Into my body, and then, like, when it hit my body, it felt like somebody um, basically did a cross-section, like a blade right down the center okay. of my like body. Like that scene in Cell where they dissected a horse in the it glass? that, like that. You it were that horse. I was the horse. And so you're like, Salvia is awesome. Yeah, is this a good thing? <laughs> like, is this something we would want to have happen to us? Is it fun to be dissected so it, like a horse? The in very the next cell? thing that happened, it, like, the blade went right down the middle of my body, uh, split me in two, Oh. and then somebody put a spike into the back of my head, like uh, the Matrix, like yeah. a spike right into the back of right. my neck, right. oh. and that spike landed on my laugh button. Okay. And my head okay. went back, well, there you go. and <laughs> I started fucking howling with laughter. Because and, you couldn't not laugh. I was laughing at nothing, and and my wife was like, "Holy shit, I gotta, I gotta get up, I gotta smoke now." And I was like, "She's like, what are you laughing?" at? I was like, "I don't fucking know." I can't stop. I it's like a Robin Williams stand-up bit. It was like you're laughing sure. at like nothing. Sure, you're yeah. just laughing. It yeah. was like, like I'm gonna say 15 minutes of pure hysterical laughter that would not stop. It was uncontrollable. Okay. Why don't you do it every day? Well, because then for the next four hours, yeah. she and I were like incapacitated. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Out on the lawn. That makes sense. Like, so it was one hour of laughing, and then four hours of incapacitation. We were in a bl- we were on a blanket outside, and it was just like the the high was so heavy. Wow. That like we were just laying there, and there were like there was some something happened. There were a bunch of news helicopters and emergency helicopters like a few miles away that we could just see. Because there were two like crazy nude people on a lawn. <laughs> That's, what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Anyway, nice. that, was, that was my salvia. All right, wow. it's a salvia story. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Let's see. I'm not sure that I'm still afraid of it. It does not sound like something that I am ready to handle. Because one hour for four hours, that's five hours. You have to parcel out basically four-fifths of your day to just, like, recover. Yeah. Let me put it to you this way. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if weed is Brian Johnson, <laughs> salvia is Bon Scott. Okay. Like, wow. These are ACDC it's now. just much more adult. Like, uh, it's a heavier R-rated, maybe NC-17 version of weed. It's the bad lieutenant of weed. Okay. It's a naughty weed. <laughs> okay. It's a heavy weed. Wow. It's dangerous. Um, all right, we got to introduce our guest. Here we are we talking about it. People we don't even know. Exactly. We need to chew. <laughs> even though this is his third time on the podcast. Yeah. Number that's three. True. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, You're a frequent flyer. All right, let's, uh, so let's chew then. Let's okay. chew. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. What are you eating? What are you, I'm what having you a gyro. Oh, are you? I'm having a gyro. Is it good for lunch? I had it for lunch. I got to tell you, gyros are fucking delicious. They are pretty good. They are good. They are good. Lamb meat? Lamb meat? Some lamb. Or like a chicken gyro? Some lamb. Or do you call it a hero? I, I don't call it a hero. I call Giro? it a gyro. Yeah. Gyro? A gyro. And I don't go Giro. chicken gyro. I go lamb. Okay. Lamb. Lamb is the... That's the... Lamb. That's the main... There was a guy, though, in on 14th Street and 5th Avenue. I yeah. used to skip school a lot when I was going to the new school. Yeah. Or just blow off class just to get two of those. He used beef, 
and he'd put them on an Italian roll, and pour mm. onions and barbecue sauce in this hot sauce. Like in a stand? He had a stand? Or he had a, oh, yeah, yes. yeah, okay. a little sabrette. It was a red sabrette. Sabrette. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he was, it was no hot dogs. It was just these, like, he'd call them shish kebabs. But uh, I'd just tell him to take the sticks out of those things and put them on an Italian roll. And, oh, my God. <laughs> By the, go, all right, I want to say that's what there. you were chewing then. Yes. That's probably what you were. By the way, mystery guest, can I get you a beverage? Yes, I could use oh, a yeah, beverage. Oh, you want a beverage? Yeah. What do you want, water? Uh, water and a Diet Coke. Water and a Diet okay. Coke. Water, water and a Diet Coke. Not in the same container. Water They're in there. In a cup, though, okay? Yeah. Do you want me to continue talking to our guest? Wait, what, what? I can't. I guess I should say what I was chewing. Yeah, what were you chewing? Uh, I was having um, an orange. Isn't that lame? Yeah, it's kind of... <laughs> lamb orange? No, just an orange orange. Oh. I feel like it's just, this is my 2019 thing, man. I, I You're have only to be going to shape. imagine eating fruit, fresh vegetables. Fruit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I, because it's. Just visualize that. Yeah, I like I got, have to eat them. We've been sitting in the editing room for like two months now. Uh-huh. I gained like 15 pounds. I just have to get my shit back together. Man. I know that one. And you know what? You have to be in a constant state of getting your shit back together in order to just maintain where yeah. you are. Yeah. And I, it's, I'm with you. And uh, it's, it's, not, it's not helpful being so sedentary. So I'm just going to eat healthy shit from now on. Okay. You know, if you look back at your life, even at this point, yeah. you go, I was still pretty sedentary after I said that. <laughs> yes, but true. if you go, I'm going to just be sedentary, you're going to get so much worse. I, I think so. And I think that's what happens. Well, I'm in that boat. We go in a cyclical thing. Like whenever we get in front of the camera, we try to look a little better. Well, we, su- we, <laughs> well, always, yeah. we always successfully and drop about sure. 20 pounds a piece. Yes. And then... Well, then don't forget the Vaseline on the lens, and, you know. Yeah. And yeah. The, uh, the body, oh, nude, the nude yeah. body doubles. The filter. Dude, you know what? <laughs> they popped a couple filters on me on this shoot, I think, for the first time ever. And but, well, I mean, we did it on purpose. Like, you know, there's a reason we did it, but... We had to make me look But they can, you know, What was your character's name on Beer Fest? Uh, Landfill's Mine's brother. Landfill, Landfill too. You know, the uh, brother when Gil, you, were, yeah. you were fucking that girl? Yeah, Land Gill. His, his wife, yeah. Land Gill. Yeah, Landfill. Making love to her. You had to make the audience believe that you were that uh, good uh, sexually. Right. As to make that very sexy woman, you know, moan. Yeah. So they had to use Hollywood trickery. No, that was just me. I, uh, that was pure Of course. Me. I know this is a podcast. So Dude, absolutely. Popper, you know, listen, I feel the need to step in and defend my friend here. This guy brings the horsepower. <laughs> Look, I'm not arguing that. I, I'm just saying the real horsepower isn't something anybody wants to see. Sure. There's a reason that I'm not on TV having sex scenes. I think that's a self-defeating uh, attitude, Popper. I'd like I to did see have one once in that ZO2 uh, series, but I would point out that we got off the air pretty much after that. Was that the one where they became the kids, uh, the band became the kids band? Yeah, they were yeah, the kids' yeah, band yeah, yeah, and all that. Okay. And then that last season, they did—they put the little body nude pillow on. Okay. And I remember asking them, is it more flattering to be aroused or to not be? And the okay. director said, definitely to not be. Okay. And uh, I, I learned something there, that sexual harassment begins right there. <laughs> sure. Ah, and so I, ah. you know, happily there were cameras, so it wasn't a sexy thing at all, but... You know, I, I remember worrying, like, is she going to be more insulted if I don't get a chubby, or will she be more insulted if I do get one? That is and the question. The That's answer the question. is actually an easy answer. They get more offended if you do get a chubby. They well, do. Yeah. At least Although, according to the director and his lawyer. He's had a lawyers. different experience. Different experience. I'll go on. Let's hear it. I, no, no. I like. Uh, well, I, to be fair, it, just within Broken Lizard, I have done the most, uh, brother. The most love scenes. Well, brother. <laughs> Wait, guy. I thought you were like the um, the tantric guy in that. Yeah, and, and Club Club but Club I... With, l- l- I, still I go more, around I still the horn. Like I, you did, he, right. he has a sex scene in every movie. He was by reputation. Yeah. I get were. like every third movie. But he, <laughs> you know, look, I mean, 
you weren't there, but like during the the big hero kiss at the end of the movie, like right. we had to coax him. It took him like four tries just to get his pelvis near her. Oh, and then like, she was uh, she was very good looking, and I was uncomfortable. See, you know what that is? That actually is bringing the heat. That actually that, sure. That's bringing your soul into. It. I know. And nobody wants to see that on film. True. Yeah, they want to see whores rub pelvises. That's, that's true. What they want to see. Yeah, that's true. They want that's to, not my thing. Well, we are all we're in the business, so we are all in some right. sense a whore. But to bring that sort of <laughs> pelvic whoredom takes work, takes I practice. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Wait. Wait. We didn't introduce. We chewed. We talked. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, joining us on the podcast this week, our old friend. This is his third visit. A third visit. So he's he's, uh, he's a uh, singer. He's a songwriter. He's a virtuoso. Yeah. Uh, and great guy. Aww. He is at the center of the uh, the f- awesome and wonderful band from uh, from way back in our lives. Mm-hmm. Right, we've always listened to Blues Traveler. Mm-hmm. Blues Traveler, Mr. John Popper. Hey guys, clap. Oh, thank you, thank you. Clap. Here, here. Uh, you're here, also. Here. I was trying to tell you before, like you. If I were to craft the perfect Boston accent name. John Papa. John Papa would be like the perfect Papa. Boston asshole name to put together. He's a Jersey. Where's Papa? Hey, Papa. Well, I know he's from he's from New Jersey. Well, again, yeah, I grew up in Connecticut, so there was kind of a little <laughs> the Prince Papa. Papa. It's in the Papa. I mean, I love saying your name with a Boston accent. It is kind of John Papa. Papa. If I remember, you went. Didn't you go to the high school of the uh, the the um, the famous movie with Miles Teller? Uh. Oh, the one where J.K. Simmons is yeah. the crazy oh, yeah. teacher. Yeah, the music right. school. The yeah, drum, whiplash, whiplash. In the, whiplash, in the yeah. whiplash movie, they, that was a college, but yeah, that was where the teacher was is at that high school. That guy, the guy was based yeah. on. Mr. B, and yeah. he was nowhere. You him, but you had him. Yeah, and he was nowhere near that. Like, he never hit anybody. No, not that I remember. I don't remember okay. him hitting. He I remember him throwing the cymbal, <laughs> and I remember him uh, going off, but the, there was also this side of him where, like, he elicited a lot more laughter than J.K. Simmons. Like, J.K. Simmons, people were staring at the ground. It was like the Marines yeah. or something. Yeah. He was a dick. Mr. B would, like, get so frustrated, he'd kick the drummer off the drums and then start playing, but his tongue would stick out, like, and he wasn't a good drummer. <laughs> so he'd be like, I'll show you how to do it. And he'd get on there and play terrible drums. Really? And we all had to stand there looking serious, and invariably one of the high school kids would crack up and it would be funny. Because huh. he couldn't keep time, and he was awful. And so, like, he couldn't express what he was trying to tell the kid to do. And, um, yeah, and basically he just hated rock drummers, and everybody wanted to be Led Zeppelin. And, sure. Do you um, think that he's seen that movie? Oh, he's passed away. He died oh, okay, um, okay, in, okay, like, 2002. Okay. But I'll guarantee you he would have loved it. Okay. okay. He would have been like, yeah, you ever see the Whiplash movie? That's me. That's me. And to scare the next class. Guy. To like, yeah, don't make... He'd start taking ideas from that movie sure. and like making them his That own. character took me out of that movie, though. Because he was too over the top. Yeah, it was like, I, you can't yeah, do I that anymore. I don't know anybody who would purposely try to fuck somebody up in a show because it would look bad on him. Yeah. Right? It's yeah, his yeah. review. It seemed a little too much to me. But whatever. Yeah. What do I know? I don't, uh, I don't circle in the world the of music. Belly, I, I don't know like anybody Mr. who... John uh, Papa. I don't know anybody who would uh, literally play till they fainted, too. You sure. Know? Yeah. You've never done that? Uh, no. Never no. fainted on stage? I fantasized about it. I was yeah. like, oh, they'll feel sorry when I pass out on stage, but it never happens. Never happens. I'm usually like, just mad at my band because I'm so tired. I'm what about when you get older, though? Um, maybe. I feel like when I get older, I'm going to faint a lot. I was on stage, uh, it was uh, last year, uh, Colonel Bruce Hampton, when he died on stage. What? And it was his own 70th birthday party. What happened? Um, He had a heart attack and passed away. On on stage? We were doing... um, That's amazing. What was it? uh, 
what's the god dang it? What's the is there like footage of it? Um, yeah, there is actually some Jeez. footage of it, and um, it was the second encore. Yeah. And we were doing this cover where um, what he does is he gets on his knees and he pretends to die. Okay. Oh, my God. And so we're all, like, playing while he's on the floor. and uh, give, da, 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 da. Love Like. We're doing Love Like. Okay. Okay. And um, he's down on the floor and he just doesn't get up. And, and you guys are jamming around Haynes. him? I'm looking over at Warren Haynes and we're like, hmm. And I'm standing right next to him, and so I kind of poke him with my foot. And oh my god! Stream of urine comes out. Oh, oh my god! We're looking. How at big other. is the venue? Like, is there? A, this is, is there the a... Georgia the-, the Fox Theater. So it was a pretty good crowd. Oh yeah, it was yeah, packed. Oh, and it was like he played his own wake. It was the weirdest. That's thing. amazing. And he so, predicted he would die on stage. What did you guys do? Um, as soon as we realized he's not joking, we closed the curtains and immediately. EMT, you know, people come out and start reviving. And that's right. the thing is what made it really horrible was you don't really die peacefully on stage and everyone is like reverent. Yeah. People start reviving the shit out sure. of you and beating up your oh chest. And like, it was a really horrible thing to see. Wow. How long did you guys play while he was lying down? Oh, God, it had to be maybe eight minutes. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So you thought he was selling the shit out of this. He thing. was. And, you know, and he'd, he'd had a few. And mm-hmm. it was the very, it was the double encore, and it leave it to him to just wait a little longer. Wait a little, what are you doing? And there was like, you know, fifty of us. This was like a huge cavalcade of all. It of is like friends. a movie moment, though. It was, and you guys are rolling your eyes at each other, like, oh, man. yeah, really no. Good. And I actually, there was um, this kid, um, Taz. He's like this uh, must have been nine or ten, and you know, I'm thinking Colonel's faking it, so I lean over to him and go, I think you killed him. <laughs> In in all good spirits and all good yeah, jesting, he's totally joking. Yeah. And then later on, as we're all standing around, and it's pretty clear he's not coming back. I mean, they actually did revive him, get him in an ambulance, and then he died in the hospital. But, okay, um, I had to go and tell him. I, you know, you didn't kill him. And right? He's like, yeah, You're I right. know. Jesus. But um, yeah, it was a very uh, that was a very creepy moment. That's pretty amazing. I've never been on stage and had. That happened before. Yeah, I don't think we've ever fainted on stage or any kind of shit, have we? I blacked out one time on stage. Yeah, you definitely blacked out on stage. That's the closest I've come. We had a dude once. Remember that dude? I think oh. we were in Cincinnati. I fainted well, on the bus. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Everybody you know. that, right? Can I just... I, I want to hear the Cincinnati story. Yeah. Can I just... To circle back to a conversation conversation we were happening, the yeah. time I blacked out on stage was Kansas City. Ah. Oh, right, right, yeah. At that club in Kansas City. Kansas Kansas fucking, City. That's where I fell shots. down the stairs and broke my shoulder. Uh, were you drunk? Um, I was about to be. Okay. And I was so, it was my first <laughs> night out. I was dealing with, you know, lawyers and stuff. You know, it was a, split sure. up is always a pain in the ass. And um, finally, this is my first night out, and I'm going to go oh, get drunk. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm running down the stairs, almost skipping right. to the, where the bar is. I found a guy who's going to hook me up. And, yeah. I don't want to go into that, but we're, uh, <laughs> I'm going down the stairs, and then. It's like must have been two or three steps. Sure. And wham! And I'd fallen in New Orleans when I was drunk, and it felt like a body bruise. You ever get one of those? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you just forget to put your hands out. Yeah. And it felt like that. And it was like, ah, and it really hurt. And so I figure I'm fine. And I go up and I get wasted. And we drink oh, all God. night. And I'm just thinking, wow, I'm really bruised. I'm going to feel that in the morning. And my finger's bright purple and pointing in a weird way. Uh. I'm like, oh, that's probably broken. And, um, I get lost. I actually remember I had to like walk a really long way back home. And the next morning, I could not get out of bed. Yeah. 
It's like, ah! And it turns out I Did broke. Did you have a show the next day? Or? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. And it turns out I broke two ribs and uh, my shoulder. And I had to, luckily I could hold the harp in my left hand. And I just sang sort of hunched over. Yeah. And I could hit all the notes. And that's basically how I sang for the rest of the year. Jeez. That's oh, unbelievable. The worst part's the bus rides. Because yeah. when you hit a bump, your uh, ribs... And okay. they got a mattress for me in the back, so I'm yeah. just sort of landing how I will. Okay. Oh, it was brutal. The ribs suck. I've oh, never I damaged my shoulder, but like the ri- I cracked a rib one time, and that sucked. You want to hear something funny? Like we uh, home for... Uh, it's not funny at all. We were home for uh, the holidays. Uh-huh. The whole Heffernan clans gets together. Yeah. My uncle, uh, who's, uh, who's the oldest living brother of my father's family... Fell down in in a bar on. I don't. He wasn't drunk or anything. We just felt he fell down. He's he's like an eighty year old guy. Yeah. Right. And uh, he went like three four days. He came out to dinner with us uh, a couple nights later, and he was a little cantankerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he left. And then he went to the doctor like a week and a half later. He had seven broken ribs oh that he God. was just going with for like a week and a half. That's Irish. That's the Irish seven way. broken ribs. That's the Irish way. Can you yep. believe that? Yep. I mean, you got to know something's wrong. I got seven fucking broken seven ribs. Broken ribs yeah, they they didn't diagnose the ribs until later because they said, "Well, you probably just got a bruise." Because they were really looking at the shoulder. And did the shoulder hurt more or not? And the shoulder hurt uh, a lot more, but um, I knew that I'd broken a rib, but they didn't take the time next. And then when I got the next doctor, they said, "Yeah, you okay. broke two of them." Jeez. And uh, the thing is, there's nothing you can do for a rib or a right. shoulder. You right. just got to let them be right. where they are. You need to learn how to play the harmonica with one hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the thing is, the thing that sucks about ribs is that all I do for a living is inhale. Right. So it's like, right. <gasps> oh, hey. oh, my God. But they say that's probably what helped me uh, heal well is that I was working. So you're working your ribs? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Um, let's plug, though. Can okay. we plug? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Can we plug? Because pa- Papa's, you know, Papa. he's making Papa. the rounds. He's got, uh, they got a new album out, Blues Travel. They got yeah. a new album yeah. out. Hurry up and hang around. Okay. How long has it been out? It's been out, well, really, we recorded it. Um, when did no, it drop? Let me hate that phrase. It drop. Dro- yeah, it dropped it in. Dropped. <laughs> it dropped that word. I want to say October. Okay. October or maybe Because I knew it came September. out a couple months ago, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're just going to tour now with it, right? Yes. Uh, okay. We toured like uh, the fall with it, and now we're going to go uh, hit. We got this really cool uh, thing in the summer I'm not allowed to tell you yet. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But uh, we got one of big festivals? It's a, new, it's a cool tour with somebody, but I can't tell you. Okay. Oh, man. Is it, um, Is it the Stones? No, no, it's nothing. Like <laughs> is it Bon Scott? See, now everybody you guess is going to be dead. bigger and better. Oh, oh, that's right. um, okay, so you're, but you're going to go on tour. With the Himalayan uh, choir. Oh, the really? Himalayan the Boys Himalayan Choir. Choir. I love them. Oh, yeah. I have all their albums. Yeah. It's their first time playing anywhere. <laughs> oh. Apparently, there's four of them. Oh. But you're going to go, <laughs> you're gonna go on the road next month, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, and like, a, like one of these big, like, God, I just feel like we, when we go on the road now, uh-huh. I feel like I'm too old. I get too uh, old. I know that feeling. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to recover. Yeah, mm-hmm. but... Because the, the road is grueling. What's the it? alternative, though? Yeah. Not going on the road? I guess so. We talk about, like... Let's just go for a couple of days and then go home. Yeah. That's and then go back I'm out feeling. for a couple of days and then go home. Yeah, but see, then you want then you want a new pool. So, you know? That's yeah, the thing. True. That's true. The, thing. the older you get, the more you like creature comforts. True. Yeah. yeah, I know. See, we do it wrong though. Yeah, we don't do it enough to figure out how to do it properly. Okay, I you guess know, you're right. Like we do. This it, is a man who knows. He knows. He's a seasoned. We've got a system. Yeah. I bring that to the now. The downside of that is it is a little bit like the mafia because now you have to keep earning to support that system. Got it. Yeah. So now, like, I just want to take May off. That's a huge ordeal. Do you have guys who are saying like, I know you're trying to get out, but you're going to do one more gig? Oh, believe me. Well, in our own way. But in, you're talking <laughs> yeah. about with, like other band member, the other guys in the band well, who are like, we, I don't want to fucking go touring. 
Uh, usually, yeah, those guys or no? well, usually we all got mouths to feed, so everybody's okay. like, we want to work, but we all get. You, you go through this point where you're yeah. dying to go when we've been off for a long time, right? And you're so sick of it; it's like Vietnam by yeah. the end of it. Like, like, what are we doing? You get halfway here? through and you're like, Jesus Christ, what are we doing? Usually sucks in the winter. Yeah, yeah. that's the worst time to tour. Yeah, we we that's don't cold. like going to the the north. The Northeast in the winter time, <laughs> but that's where you are so beloved. You know, <laughs> that's true. Come on, it's Bean Town. <laughs> but and also Broken like, Lizard. Papa. If you go to Canada in the summertime, it's going to be crickets at your show. If you go in the winter time, they're starved for entertainment. Yes, Love exactly. It they will pack the house in the winter. The cabin fever kind of helps you because they're looking the for anything to do. Absolutely. How many dates are you going to do? Um, like oh, a, just shit. a shitload or what? Going. Yeah, it's just like the summer. And are you doing a thing where you're like you're going to go out for a burst and come home, and then go out for a burst and then come home? That kind of. I think the spring's going to be that way because um, I got to heal up the shoulder, so I'm taking it a little easy. But once okay. we get rolling, which will probably be starting July, we'll pretty much go to the end of the year. Okay. Know, until Thanksgiving. Okay. And in, and in support of the new album, though, right? Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that thing. Uh, we're real proud of it. It's our. It it's fucking really great. We listened to it. In yeah. seven, we made it in seventeen because that was our thirtieth anniversary. Yeah, and then it just took us that long to actually get a company and put it out and all that stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Find the timing and all that, but um, but it's got a lot it's of different named. It's got some heartfelt. It's got some fun. It's got some some mischievous shit on there, which I love. And, and like what, Daddy went a gigging? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, I was like, the wolf is a bump. It's like froggy, is a froggy's a cordon. Froggy's did we, a cordon. Do we do apostrophes on those? No. There's Here's no, the thing, oh, though. Apostrophe Here, I have those. a couple questions, though. Is it really wolf is bumping? Bumping. Bumping. Oh, bumping. Daddy went a gigging. Gigan. Daddy went a gigging? Yeah. yeah, there you go. But, but what is wolf <laughs> is bumping is obviously a euphemism for something. You know, the wolf is What's knocking that? at your door. Which that, wolf? What wolf? Drugs? You know how the expression, the wolf is knocking at your door? I know. I don't. What do you do to keep the wolves away from You never heard the the wolf is knocking at Knock on the door? No. Yeah, that that's an old saying that means um, you 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 know you're going to need something soon. All right, but that, okay. It's I've like, heard, a, but what is it? What is it that you need? Um, well, I've heard it's money, you know, right? Money. Usually. Is it money? Yeah, stuff. I, I've heard the like the expression. What do you do to keep the wolves from the door? Exactly. Like, what do you do for a living? And so, like, uh, the wolf was bumping was my cool way of saying okay. he's knocking. Okay. That's a great he's, tune. He's bumping. That's yeah. a fun tune. The oh, it's bumping. fun. That's yeah, a fun our bass tune. player got the music for that. Really, yeah. what happened was we. We're planning on doing our 30th anniversary album in our 30th year, and it yeah. was really late for that because we were having trouble with our old managers. And so by the time it took us to get rid of those guys, yeah. it was already 2017. And then we got another manager, and I don't know what I said to him exactly, yeah. but somehow he, he lasted like three months, and he's like, fuck you guys, I'm out of here. Yeah. But the one thing he did do in that short little tenure as our manager was get us into a house in Nashville yeah. to write. And we all just, it was like the real world. We got to So all the whole band, everybody together? Yep. Okay. And we're, we're all hanging out in there and we're, we're bringing our good stuff because the last album we did before this was a, a co, you know, we, we would do co-star albums. We'd okay. bring in guests and yeah. we'd do an album, we'd do a song with Jewel and then we'd bring somebody else in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's more like therapy where you go in with your notepad and you try and write with somebody. And mm-hmm. like, let's make this sort of, it was like a project, but it yeah. wasn't us. And so this time we were all saving like our good stuff, I think. And like, how do you guys write? Is it like, do you write the lyrics or does everyone I else write, write the lyrics? I write most of the lyrics, but uh, yeah. on this one, uh, Ben Wilson, our keyboard player, wrote uh, the lyrics for, what are they? Yeah, let me see what we got here. Uh, um, when you fall down and oh, that's right. so yes, Miss Olympus. I like I like that tune too. I said the party doesn't start. This one's a story of my life right uh, here. The party doesn't start till you fall down, right? Yeah. You so want to know who Ben really wrote "When You Fall Down" about? Yeah. 
it's the weirdest thing. He only told us that like later this year, and we couldn't believe it because usually he'll write a lot of songs with me because I'm singing it yeah. in mind. So like he'd write something that I would say. Yeah, but it um, feels like something you'd say. I thought the so part doesn't start until you fall down. Yeah, I thought oh he's talking about you know I'll get crazy and I'll fall down or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote about Donald Trump. Really? really? Yeah, isn't that weird? In what capacity though? Like the party starts when you fall down. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Okay. He doesn't drink. Yeah, no. but maybe he means the Republican Party starts. <laughs> I, oh, okay. Falls down until you fall down. Oh, I, I just took it as a straight up. Uh, yeah, I don't me like, too. I don't like that part. I don't, I don't like that you told me that. I kind of feel that way too. I, I thought I'm it was about like, you and the guys at a party. Hey, I wouldn't bring it up except we're on this down. podcast. Same story in my life. Yeah, yeah. partying until I fall down. Yeah, so I you don't feel down. like Donald Trump, do you? I don't. Feel I like think Donald Ben needs to keep that to himself. Yeah, don't uh, make up a better story. Like it's yeah. about you know some fucking really drunk. Yeah, or person. at least it's like yeah. a girl that you knew. Yeah, like a starlet, like constantly passing yeah, it's, out. It's about uh, you know the it's guy a, who died on stage. It's, uh, yeah, oh, there you go. No, it's about uh, Scarlett oh, Johansson. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. It's yeah. about Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, that we were time. drinking with her that night. She, she fell. She doesn't around. even remember it. Doesn't remember. That's how drunk she is. Yeah. That's uh, a better story. Yeah, I, like I will that. say this. I said this to you via text, and I said this to you in person. Your voice sounds fucking great on this thing. Oh, Thanks. Yeah, let me. Well, we it, it really we lucked into uh, a great producer. Um, oh my god! Is it Mutt Lang? No, it's Matt Matt Rawlings. Matt Rawlings, yeah. And um, he he did uh, Willie Nelson stuff. Like, oh, okay. And just an amazing. He's a great keyboardist too. But he'd get me singing harmonies I didn't even know I could sing. I'm telling you, like, like she becomes my way. You start out with some keyboards. I was like, okay, Popper, what do you got going over here? You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna slow it right down, and then by the end of that thing, you're you're singing your ass off. That was the one where uh, the missus was like, "How come I never get a romantic song?" <laughs> and you know, when someone demands a romantic song of you, how hard it is to write a romantic. Sure, song? you have to be inspired. Yeah. It's coming right up, but I knew I was going into a songwriting session, so I knew it was coming. But there was another one like that too. On the, oh, Miss Olympus, right? Is that a Miss Olympus? That uh, yeah, that was Ben's. Okay. And the touch she has also. Ah, yes, that was a fun one. That's a good one. See, a lot of the other songs were about um, you know, uh, relationships that were kind of doomed. Right. Right. You know, touch. Yeah, you get that sense. Is, is more about someone who has a lot of power over me. And how how, how old was your daughter at this point in time? Because it she like was. Two. Like Daddy went a gig and is obviously like. Well, a, yeah, she was two then. She was born fifteen. Okay. Yeah, that one was uh, about her and her mom. And, yeah. You know, and I still stand by it. It's like uh, you know, getting back on the road, you can't stand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just kind of becomes what you are, and then uh, you're basically working to get home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. What yeah. about phone call from Leavenworth? Have you been to that one? Is uh, by a really good. Uh, it's a darker one, right? It's a little darker. Right? Yeah, and I'm brain farting his name right now. Damn it. Listen, you're a rock and roll star. We yeah, don't. Popper. If you actually remember something, we are impressed. Yeah, yeah. I know, but like I should remember this guy. He he passed away, and it, when we were coming up in New York City, he was this awesome guy. He'd play guitar, and just he had a, a mic'd up foot piece of wood that he would stamp on, and he actually had a microphone uh, attached to that. Oh, really? And it was really cool. God dang it! God damn that person! Do you need to see this? Let me see if it has it in here. Phone call um, from what al- what number album is this for you guys? This is our th- um, twelfth. Good God, studio album and thirteenth album overall. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, are you, are you guys at the point where you're like, "Fuck it, we're gonna we're gonna play till the end. Like we're gonna be together." Oh, till we we have to. But there's two reasons. One, they keep paying us too much. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you got to do it. And um, second of all, we it's part of us. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we love it too much. Yeah. Yeah. But the, I like doing. Um, other stuff too, like the very last one, "Ode from the Aspect." Yeah, is uh, me on an acoustic, you know, in the acoustic piano, and Ben and I just go out and we do that as a gig, 
and it's really fun to do. Like I yeah. do all of the songs, just piano and me, uh-huh. and that song was made for it. And I wrote that one when I was on uh, Jam Cruise in 2013. <laughs> and which song? Um, oh, uh, it had kind of like aspect. almost like a theatrical feel to it. Well, you know I mean? yeah, like a it was. Presentational. I realized the Broadway trick of yeah. not having to be in a tempo. Yeah, yeah, and you can pause really. Oh yeah, that's what a it long is. Time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, see, that's yeah, a yeah. fun trick. I never yeah. get to do that. Yeah. And when it, your voice gets to be the powerful thing, and you don't have to overcome some drums, it's really amazing. But I, I went on Jam Cruise, and what they don't tell you about Jam Cruise is that you're going to be on a boat for five days, yeah, trapped with your audience, yeah, and right. everyone's on acid, right? <laughs> <laughs> so personally, I need to be like in my underwear in a bed. Watching right. TV to digest my food. Right. Sure. Okay. But they have galley decks. You know, you're not supposed to have food in your cabin. So okay. I'm basically smuggling back sandwiches in my pockets. Okay. You're allowed deck. to do that. Well, you're the guest of honor. I mean, what yeah, the fuck? But, you should you know, have. Yeah, they should have create separate rules for you. Why they, can't they, you have food in your rooms? Because uh, sea mice. I, I, it's just an old thing from the sea. Sea mice. There's like a place to eat your food. Scurvy. Yeah, the, scur- the scurvy will get you. <laughs> That's scurvy. Ah, the sea mice. So I'm on my way back to my room, and someone asked me if I want um, mushrooms. I could lie to you. Sure. Say I thought they meant um, truffles. Sure. Sure. But, I knew what I was Shiitake. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was just so blown away by the over... So I'm basically tripping my balls off with 5,000 people who are really happy to see me. Yeah. And um, I was very overcome by the amount of love I got. Yeah. And that's what that song's basically oh, about. okay. It's kind of a song of appreciation. Okay. And uh, I really loved how... I, I feel like that one was a growth in the songwriting for me. But you... It, it, go to... Tell me that. Because you were talking about like... Um, oh, the writing of the... No, you're talking about the writing of it. Yeah. And how this was different... Yeah. Than previous albums. You guys got together. I think uh, we... And everyone contributed? We grew, I, I think everybody was saving, like, their good stuff. Yeah. Because, like, uh, the previous albums, you know, we were co-writing with people, like, uh, I think the album before that. And so the last time we really did a Blues Traveler-only album was, like, 2003. Oh, wow. Like okay. And so we really... Fights? You have fights? Oh, generally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. No, we have fights. I mean, just, yeah. Really a couple bad of balls. Do we have bad? No, no, no. But we have you, know, you have arguments. We right? have we have had bad ones, but I don't think we've had a bad. Do you fight find you like, can't anymore because you're too old and rickety? Uh, I do. I do feel like it's funny you say that because you know we've been working on this project very closely. And I feel like you get to a point in your life you're like it's not worth it. Yeah, I'm on the bus. having the fight is too much energy. I'm Fuck on the it, bus yeah. yelling at Chan, like putting my finger in his chest at one point, yeah. and uh, the thing you got to know about Chan is he's freakishly superhuman, like. It's all he can do not to just crush you just by oh, he's you like, that. like really strong. Yeah. And you know, I'm getting in his face. And yeah. So he's just shoving me back. And like at the time I was angry and all that, but then the next day you realize, wow, my got these bruises all over my body yeah. from the one time I confronted him for like four seconds. Yeah. And that wasn't even like a scuffle. Yeah. It was terrible. Now, but we, don't you think are are you better collaborator now? After 12, yeah. 13 albums? Um, I think so. But I, I'm great at collaborating with them in the way they need me. I'm very used to that. Yeah. yeah. I think collaborating with other people is something I'm still kind of novice at. And, oh, yeah? And I'd like to get better at that. Like, that's the thing. I want to keep doing this, but I want to do stuff that's new and challenging. Because you got to keep finding a way to have it be interesting. No, but I, I know what you mean. Because, like, there are times where I've found myself in situations with people other than Heffernan or Broken Lizard. Yeah. <laughs> where we're, like, riffing and talking about ideas. And I can find myself getting irritated and not wanting to be in the room. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in a weird way, it's almost like you're being lazy. 
Because you want to go back to the thing you're comfortable with. Right. And you've got to get taken out of your space sometimes. I suppose so, except that I also <laughs> do know, like, with these guys, maybe we're lucky in that respect. It came out of friendship. So it yeah. came from finding people that you were like-minded with and then actually steering that in a direction as totally. opposed to, like, hey, we're going to put you in a boy band. You hang out with yeah. this guy and do something. I got the same luck. And also where we're both lucky is that our partners are good. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you meet them as a kid. What if they suck? If they right. suck, it wouldn't last very long. Well, the people who uh, – I don't, I don't want to say – I guess I shouldn't say this. Uh, the people just kind of fade away. Yeah. You know, wasn't there like a 14th member yeah. of Broken Lizard? Yeah. We had, one point we, we had, had a lot. Like Shecky yeah, and yeah, yeah. Biff and yeah. Flan. We had 14 and, people in our group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Mango and yeah. 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 I think we tried a sax player in our band once in a while oh really it, it, they never show up to practice some yeah. sax players it's hard to get them to show up <laughs> it's like uh, and then there was a flute player who just decided he was in our band he kept showing up to gigs and sitting in with us <laughs> yeah. we fired him the his, flute guy? his name was Ian Anderson <laughs> yeah. this guy was not Ian Anderson oh. how long did it take you to write um, when you, how long were you stuck in that house we wrote it in a month Okay, and it was like really fast, and, then, and like recorded it there too, or no? Uh, then we went off and played, and uh, it was really right after the Colonel thing. Then we went back and recorded it. When did you play? Uh, did you, we do this with jokes? Did you go out and play the tunes live before you recorded them? No, to try to okay. We wanted to, but we just didn't have time. Yeah, and uh, you know, like we we play them over the summer before the record comes out. Definitely, like yeah. you know that they're coming, and so I think at this point we got about four or five tunes down. Like and you start with the single that you think is going to be the single. Yeah. And we thought that "She Becomes My Way" was going to be the single. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they said, "Yeah, it's too ballady," and so they decided mm-hmm. on "Accelerated Nation." Mm-hmm. They're actually going to do um, the the was it when you fall down? I, I thought like, that would be a cool. I, single. I think that's a great single because it's yeah. very not like us. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fun though too. It's, it's like fun, it's exactly. playful. It's you know, it's cool. It's like it changes directions. Yeah. You think it's one thing, and then it 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 goes to and being something else. Moment where the crowd can sing along. Yeah, you know, there's like it's got a lot of stuff to it. Yeah. Now, we, how many do you play them uh, when you go on the do this tour? Are you gonna play all of them, or do you? Um, uh, I'd say, well, what do we got there? Like eleven or twelve? We got about half of them right now. Because we get in that situation too, right? Where you you go out and people want to hear certain songs yeah. from the repertoire. Repertoire. Exactly. And so you get a mix and match. Prayer Upon the Wind is a song I would love to do, but I don't think we'll ever do that one. You know? Well, that's a that's a that's more of like a, a very tender, exactly. and like so a like, lullaby. It's like a lullaby. And almost, you, there's right? never almost there's almost yeah. never a call for that live. You yeah, know? Sure, sure, sure. We need a tender thing with kind of a, a an accordion implication. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah when's yeah, your yeah. Uh, when's your next? I know you, you have a gig tomorrow night or the night after. Yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah, some private at the Beverly Wilshire. I I hear word on the street is you got an Anaheim show coming up. Yes. Ooh, okay. When's that? When's that? Um, April maybe. Is that the closest April, to us? Oh, I can find out. It's Fuck. April. You know what? But popper, popper. Yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, what was it? Maybe last year. And uh, I saw you were playing at the fucking Canyon Club. Oh yeah. In Agora, which is about two blocks from my house. Dude, that was my solo thing. Yeah, and I was like, "Fuck, we got to go see Popper." And then we were on the road that weekend. Oh, we were gone. Oh, good. We were gonna we were gonna hit you up for some tickets. Yeah, you we were gonna always, show up. Consider yourselves always welcome. I love I like the Candy Club too, and yeah. I love Popper, so yeah. it would have been great. But. You know what it I love? Because there was like four people there too. Is that right? <laughs> Is that right? I was like Sorry. When I was starting out. Sorry, the, uh, starting out the solo thing that you would have like almost tripled my double. The, I brought my kids. So. Uh, we've we've played at the at the Canyon Club too. It's yeah. it's a a tough spot because it's in a, just an area of the valley where like. I don't really even know what the demographic would be. Well, I know. I live there. What their interest is. Well, it's like, you know, yeah. horse country. It's yeah, horse country. Com- yep. There's a lot of, like, stuntmen that live out there. Sure. Grips. Yeah. Some cops. 
Yeah, yeah. Some, yeah sure. I know there's a there's a Pizza Hut out there because they deliver. I know the hotel. <laughs> my my kids go to school very close to the Can sure. Club. But uh, yeah, I was like, oh, Popper's gonna be the Can Club. Circle of date, and then we were on the road. Sorry, and so then you I'm had sorry. to work. That's that's what always happens to me too. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna be in Anaheim what in I'm February? Be Anaheim, April, on right? The twenty. Uh, oh wait. Here it is. No, it's February. Twenty seventh of February. Okay. And then uh, yeah, that's the nearest one to here. Should we come? Yes, please. Okay. Oh my God, we're coming. Anaheim. Yeah. yeah. It's Dan, the House of Blues, right? At uh, the House of Blues. Yeah. Dan wants to go too. Okay. okay. He's the one who told me. He's like, oh, yeah, they're, they're at Anaheim at the House of Blues. He's a super fan. Our, okay. our I, will, I will hook you guys up massively, whatever you need. Okay. This is Cocker Daniel. We've talked about Cocker Daniel. Right, our Cocker editor who you just met. He's a big fan of yours. I big fan. Beans, because, uh, you know, we've oh, got one do of Do any of them have – I guess nobody's got any booze here. I wanted to try that. Um, oh, the, the strikeout. The strikeout. <laughs> there, I, there, wasn't there a bottle of Crown Royal? Royale? Uh, it was a gift for me. I took it home last night. Okay. Oh, drank. Guys, my wife turned me on to Crown and Ginger, motherfucker. Crown oh, and Ginger, nice. Oh, I love Crown and Ginger. It's a oh, great God. cocktail to start off your evening. Like if you're at a dinner, you sit down and have a Crown and Ginger. Boom, sure. you're off to the races. Sure. You're right, you're uh, there's definitely there's a bottle of. It's ridiculous. Like our Russian, uh, our assistant out there, she's got a bottle of vodka. Right. Uh. And then there's a bottle of spiced rum in the next room. I'll do either one for the purposes of scientific. But you have a gig, though. You can't today. No, oh, you don't. Do, you don't gig, dude. It's what's, fr- the, what's, the, what's tomorrow's gig? Uh, well, yeah, it's tomorrow. Oh, it's a private gig. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a private gig. I can get drunk. What's today. a pri- what's a private gig? What do you mean? I mean, like somebody someone hires you to uh, blood money. No, yeah, no, someone shit. hires you to show up and play. And, and at so their on. at like their house or what is no, it? No, it's a, like at the Beverly Wilshire Hotel. But oh, okay. it's like it's not advertised, and they pay us a stupid amount of money. Right, right, right. And then yeah. and then they invite their friends. And, and yeah. did they give you the playlist? Are they like okay? Is it like a bunch of somebody's done that. We've had that where like they have requests and stuff. Okay, you are going that. to close with a run around. <laughs> well, yeah, we That's want run around. Accent. You do the run around. Yes, <laughs> you play run around <laughs> two times. Okay, two my times. Wife's favorite song. And when someone gives you that yeah. playlist, do you push back on it or are you like um, ah, fine? We have uh, like the last gig we did was. In it's New all York your music, City. you know. I know that the guy was a fan, <laughs> but what he wanted was every hard song in a row. Okay, <laughs> okay, you like, want to mix it up. So you want that really huge power ballad and then another huge power ballad. And are you saying that for variety or because it's tough on you? Uh, both, because yeah, by the okay. end of it, I'll be like this. Okay, okay. Physically got can't it, do it. it. Hook got is it. the hardest song yeah. to sing to this day. It's the highest note I sing. And I sing it the whole song really hard. Yeah. And then there's like a... And speed. It's got some speed you know, to it. Stupid, fast Tempo. harmonica solo. Yeah. And then the double time vocal. Okay. And the only way I can do it is I, it's the last song of the night. Really? After that, my voice just isn't the same anymore. Sure, sure. Okay. But that's okay. That's a great encore yeah, I song. Exactly. Well, well, we can, I can do an encore after that. It's a good, like, just up finish the up encore. the show. Yeah. Okay. What about, I mean, look, on this, you know. This, you know, like, the later songs, we wrote them in keys that weren't moronic. It's all from when I was a kid. I was 25, and I kept wanting to write songs like, look how high I can sing, everybody. Look how high I can sing. <laughs> I'm a virtuoso. You don't think about that later on. And I want to go back in time and beat the shit out of myself and sure. go, don't you understand you're going to be singing these fucking <laughs> motherfuckers for 30 years? And I'd look back at me and go, you're not my father. Yeah, and I'd wrestle myself. And I think younger, fatter me <laughs> would get like tired or sooner But here's what you, me, but what you need to do, though, is because I, yeah. so I thought the same is, thing when I watched uh, Paul McCartney. Like, he was on Saturday Night Live singing Jet, right? And uh, Jet's a higher song. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I was like... They, he got himself a, like a three background female background singers, yep. and they sang yes. that part. I know that's what you should fucking do. Well, that's and that's unfortunately by the way, the Stones do that now. Yeah, yeah. there's no good. Uh, it's like a prize fighter. There's no good outcome. You will never sing the note the way. Like Barbara Streisand's my favorite example. 
She keeps doing these farewell, right. one more time right. performances. At Vegas or whatever. Yeah. Four grand a ticket. Yeah, you know, yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. think, oh, that's her racket. But really what it is, and I, you can tell when you watch her sing, she's afraid. Because in 1968, when she'd sing uh, People Who Need People, yeah. she'd do that soaring high note. Right. And you're like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. She can't do that anymore. Sure. Yeah. And all of her songs feature that. Yeah. Like, where's the soaring high note? And that's, that's the same problem I got. So she's kind of chickening out. And what you're supposed to do is change keys, but they want to hear the struggle. And so far, I'm hitting it. Okay. It's just but that's the vicious cycle. That's the Brian Johnson thing. You too. become famous because of that note, and then you still got to do it. Yeah, but, but in the old days, I mean, in the new days, now we write songs in appropriate keys, and I just right. focus on the harp playing. Well, I'll just say this. I've mentioned to you via text and also in person, your voice... <laughs> and also in this, on this podcast. <laughs> this is Several times. It's not because you're sitting in front of me. Like, I said immediately. I said to him, I was like, his voice sounds fucking great. Like, you're up there. Yeah. And you're not just up there. You're up there doing tricks with your voice. Yeah, I belted it. Like you're up there and you're doing some vibrato. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, you got to do that on stage. Yeah. And yeah. I, that's the thing. I went there at the right time of day and I thought about it and at the right combination of alcohol and cigarettes and bouncing that, that one take and then he edited it to the other take where I landed it right. Sure. You know. So to do that live, um, there's a lot of shrieking. Sure. And then eventually, um, but just, there are a lot of those songs on this album. I mean, like oh, I know, you know, she becomes my way. For instance, is you're you're belting it out. Uh, even so, they're in keys where I can kind of make it seem like I'm belting it out, where I'm not killing myself. Sure, like, it's not directly out of my range. I'm not deflecting the compliment though, but I I will take it. I appreciate. You know what? As a, I've been rethinking my comment. No, no, no. Popper, let it's me tell late. you something. It's it sounds binding. like shit. Come to think it's, about. T- it's legally binding. <laughs> you sitting there with your two harmonicas that you're gonna. Hand out Yo, to people yeah, you in guys, the elevator. Uh, would you like a nice shiny harmonica? Are you going to throw it? To, no, I don't Are want you to tell that harmonica story again or no? <laughs> Do you want me to? You might as well. Well, the way you emphasized again, it sounds like, like you didn't want me to tell. It. Want what I do is I, I it's reverse psychology, right? So I give right. him some shit about the stories he always tells, and then he tells them. Yeah, but here's the problem: and like, then people like write in on Twitter or whatever, and be like. Oh my god! I can't believe I heard that story. That again. speaks to the sadomasochistic relationship nah, his, you two have. It's his fucking brother. His brother comes up and says, "If you tell the goddamn Playboy subscription story one more time, I'm gonna fucking vomit." So, but but it's funny because I told Daniel, our right. editor, who loves. And then you, you told Chris, his manager. Yeah. Right. You got you're you got a couple of going already. I tell today. it all the time. I know. I tell it all the time. People are like, "Oh yeah, I met this celebrity, and I kind of you know this thing happened." I'm like, "I got one for you." Yeah. Met John Popper. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good story. It's a good story. All right, tell yeah. it. All right. So Wait, tell but, the but good Before version. you tell it, where's the rum and the uh, bong? I want to do... Well, we don't have a bong here. Oh, see, there you go. And we don't have beers here. <laughs> oh, we're not prepared. For your... You, right. No, I didn't... I wish I had known that you want to do strikeouts. Yeah. Well, I figured one would lay me out, wouldn't it? Uh, one will f- will fuck you up pretty nicely. Yeah. yeah. The first one, let me did. Beer be fest, he just kind of laid down. He just <laughs> laid down and go to sleep. He went to bed. Well, and the funny thing is that then, like, you know, these the, him and Chandra Sekar were behind the, the monitors, and they're like, ah, we need a bigger bong hit. <laughs> so let's go again. I did. I think I did five times. I was doing it for real. Each one was for real. Yeah. Each one was for real. It was like, yeah. you know, they, they fashion you with the fake stuff. But it's like, look, if I'm going to put this on film, let's do it for real. I'm not going to... Hell yeah. Like, we're really doing it. That posterity. Is, yeah. that, that's what you guys are famous for. Yeah, so let's do it. So, But, you know, let's not do it five times, though, guys. And so, like... Right. Uh, and, you know, I was really fucked up. 
I got really <laughs> fucked up to the point where I was like wandering around in the parking lot yeah. outside though yeah. where we were shooting. Mm-hmm. And what I ultimately came to find is that I actually got it on the first take and these guys were just fucking with me. Ah, there you go. It was hazy nice. and making me do strikeout yeah, after strikeout. I like it. Why not? Yeah. 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 Leave it to your friends. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I was in a bar in New York City, Dorian's right. on 84th. No second. longer there? No, it's still there. It's okay. still there. Okay. It's still okay. there. It's not, you know, I mean, it's. I think it actually is exactly what it used to be. It's just like. Pretty much, yeah. It's a popular spot. Mm-hmm. They got a new bartender, so I have to buy my drinks now. It's terrible. Oh, is that, are you, do you still hang out there? Uh, whenever I'm in town, I go by. You're there? Yeah, I go from time to time. You know, if I'm there in New York, I'll stop. It's by. where the preppy yeah. murderer was. Preppy murderer yep. Robert Chambers. It was yep. our big high school hangout. Like yeah. we'd, we would, we would all go there, and uh, you're not allowed to talk about the preppy murderer at Dorian. Oh, you're not. No, okay. Can't do Bad it. PR. I talk. We talked about it there. Okay. Okay. But Very so yeah. So quietly I, though. So I went to, in, into the bar and uh, there was a tap on the shoulder and I turn around yeah. and who's there? It's John Popper. He says, "How you doing? I'm John Popper." And I said, "I know who you are." And uh, you know. We talked about like being, you know, independent. You know, Johnson. He's like, you guys are actual in, indie guys. You guys are indie guys. And uh, I said, you know, it's funny that running into you because I happen to be teaching myself at that moment in time to play the harmonica. And I had like a CD and a book, and I was playing like Oh Susanna, and the Saints Come Marching In, and Ode to Joy. You know, yeah, all the ones at Popper Place. <laughs> all those ones. All yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, and like they they play something. I had gotten to the point where like now. They're like, okay, note bending, bending the notes. And so, like, I didn't know how to do that. And so I, I was telling John the story, and he said, oh, man, well, note it bending. It just so happens. Yeah, and he pulls The out greatest harmonica. harmonica player in the world is standing right in the front of you. The number one harmonic player in the world is standing next to me. He's like, let me teach let me. I'll show you how to, how to do it. And he closes his eyes. Meanwhile, like two, I think it was like two hot chicks came up with some shots. We call them women. And he's playing the harmonica, <laughs> and I'm ignoring him. Yeah. Doing the shots, yeah. and like I, you know, I got totally distracted, and then they like they walk away, and John's like, and that's how that. you bend notes. So I missed the harmonica pl- lesson from the greatest harmonica player in the world. Well, it's a fact when you bend the notes, the women show up. Is that what it is? That's part of the thing. Hey, it's like a siren song. That's yeah. a good song. When you bend the note, that's that should be. When the you bend the hook. notes, the women show. That's like a blues song. You bend the notes, the women show up. It's like leave uh, your hat on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. This is where it all starts. Okay. Right here. Okay. I'm not doing a podcast. Uh, anyway, so John, uh-huh. ha, ha, you were going on a blind date that night. <coughs> yes, I was. And uh, the date showed up, and so we yeah, kind of went our separate ways. <coughs> and at the end of the night, I went to say goodbye to John, and he said, hey, I want you to have something. And he presented me with his harmonica, and I was fucking, holy shit. John Popper just gave me his harmonica. And he's like. I'm really good at it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And I went. It was back. a moment. I came back to L.A. and I told the guys this whole awesome story. You know, they think the point of the story is that I'm not listening to the harmonica lesson. But then I'm like, and here's the harmonica. Right. And you're like, holy shit, that's John Popper's harmonica? Every Broken Lizard <laughs> member put the harmonica in their mouth. Yeah, sure. You got it. And we all sniffed the case because it smelled like weed. <laughs> fucking Papa. And it was like, holy shit, fucking John Popper gave Lemmy his harmonica. That's we were telling that story all over the fucking city. Yeah. New York. Few few months later, probably six months later, we had a lot Broken Lizard live show, and you, yeah, you came Caroline's, to the show. Was yeah. Caroline's, yeah. yeah, you came to the show, and I look over after the show, you're fucking giving Heffernan a harmonica, <laughs> and then you know to make matters worse, you guys are laughing at me, mm-hmm. and well, you thought you're well, the only I wasn't one laughing at you. I didn't know that he you, was laughing. Yeah, yeah, he was. Why? Because well, it was so important. The to way him. I heard it was the, they told me the story later. 
and how the next day that you guys were all hung over driving to Atlantic City or Philadelphia <laughs> or something, and he's like playing the one he got the whole time <laughs> to torture you and fucking yeah and, and hey like, check check it out this uh, harmonica Popper gave me <laughs> yeah let me check it out <laughs> yeah and but the thing is like you were uh, so you told me that you were laughing about the fact that. He gives them out to everybody. Right. And then my harmonica was not special at all. Right. And then just to add insult to injury, a few months later we saw you uh, at the El Rey Theater. The El Rey, right. Tossing them out to the crowd from the, yeah. from the stage. Yeah, it's like at the end of a song, Popper just throws like 15 harmonicas out to the crowd. Yeah. And we're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you guys didn't know that. That's kind got of like what a trash handful of like yeah, $3 like, harmonicas. That's baseball players are to the baseball. You yeah. Know, that's what I try to do. Because the, the reed wears down. Because he blows them they, out. They wear out and you throw them up, but then people came to expect them, so sometimes I throw new ones because you know i sign them and it's sort of my gig how many uh what, you million you think you've thrown a million oh harmonicas my god out? if i think about that it makes me sad <laughs> well but it's we not like paid for them people take gener- them and use them yeah but we generally are buying people harmonicas what the because hell mine is sitting on my desk and i'm my johnny house. appleharp walking the earth your harmonica i do too in this case on my souvenir shop. i'm glad for the harps you guys have yeah. but what about the harp that that random schmo has that you know he used to like balance out his Bureau. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. no. Everybody on. who got your harmonica <laughs> yeah. still has it, like up on their mantle. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, how long? How how quickly can you blow out a harmonica? I could break one in two minutes, depending. Holy shit! You want me to try? Yeah, I want you to try. Wow. All right. This doesn't sound good necessarily. <laughs> well, what? Do you want me to hold the mic? Yeah, hold the mic. Let me see if I can break okay. one. But wait, you will you do you hear when it breaks? Um, you or can. is it just a? To your trained ear, you know when it breaks. Um, well, yeah, it's basically, you can hear the beginning of a break. So it, it's a good point. Like um, when Alanis Morissette did that, um, I got one hand in my pocket. Yeah, song, she does a harp solo that um, she basically goes, and um, where should I where should I hold the mic in relation to that harmonica? Oh, so, was that really loud? Well, I just don't want to kill people who are listening. So you can sort of break one if you blow really hard. And look at all the crud on there. Jesus. Did you blow some crud out? No, I think that's just from my lips. It could be from the... You, you quit smoking, all the phlegm starts that's to come from out. all that stuff from like, when I quit smoking like yeah. weeks ago. Oh, you might have blown it out already. Oh, you did it. No, it still works. Okay. It's still okay. wonderful. That was my best shot at breaking one. Oh, man, that's it. It's good, though. Yeah, see, it's, it's painful to break one. Like, you know, it isn't, it's not pleasant. Sure. But, uh, oh, when I heard Alanis Morissette do that song, I could hear her break a reed. Oh, it's in the recording? It's in the recording. Oh. You hear her break a harmonica, and only a harmonica player would notice. Does she play the harmonica? No, she does not, but someone needs to tell her that. Wait, so someone, was she playing or did she have yeah, playing Yeah, she was playing. Okay. And no, she wasn't playing ironically. Okay, okay. Isn't it ironic? Isn't it ironic? I found it ironic. Okay. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so put a number on how many harmonicas you've, you've blown out in your career. Or um, no, oh, my God. Uh, it's got to be in the hundreds of thousands. How many do you blow out a night uh, when you're playing? I can make what, usually they tend to last about a, three or four shows, something like that. So that's, that's about a week or two. Oh, okay. Like but your yeah. but your show and the ones those like are the ones I play bat. a lot and then there's some of them that I uh, like w- never use like I rarely play in like D flat right. so that harp lasts a long time but I then see, I'm so running you, low got, on like, that like let's say I play D all the time that's when I use hook on and um, a whole bunch of songs wait are there different harmonicas oh yeah different... Each, see that's Jesus the thing each harmonic see there's like the letter D on holy there. shit I didn't know that kind of thing and so the other one I was playing was B and here's the difference like here's a D and here's a B. 
And so that's just kind of the bass note of the... Yeah, each one is a one chord that's a major. Okay. And then you inhale, you get the dominant of that. Whoa. So blues guys, we use the dominant as the root note. And use the one, you know, the exhale as the four chord. Yeah. The way the notes fall together, then you can kind of get your melodies out. Okay. I love it when you're on our podcast. God damn it. It's, it's so, so nice to just have professional... Uh... But you say... Oh, there's all kinds of stuff to it. But you say the blues guys do it that way. What's the other way? Well, the other way is, let's say this is a D harmonica, and yeah. you played in the key of D. You use that as the root note. And that's more of your folk and your yodeling stuff. <laughs> can you play it? I like that. I like that yeah, version. Yeah, well, it depends what you're doing it for. <laughs> but know. can you play Osu? <laughs> you know, I, uh, what's the, the? Do not forsake me, oh my darling. That's high noon, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do not forsake me, oh my darling. Hey, you what? guys should go on the road together. <laughs> oh, you want to sing it? I, I don't know the rest of the words. I don't know that line. On this our faithful wedding day, do not forsake me, oh my darling. I know that you are grieving, but I I'm want something leaving until I shoot Hank Miller dead. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Gary Cooper, hey, come thank on. You. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Definitely Papa. It happened. Have Pop? Heaven and Papa. He's a he needs a pop one of those pop dolls. Pop a pop doll? Yeah, how do you say half in a box next? Hey half an in. 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 Hey half. Hey half, what's up, huh? Hey. Hey Papa. Hey Papa. Hey Lemmy. 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 You gotta hit the L. Lemmy. Lemmy. Is that a good boss? I don't know if that's a good boss. I don't know if it is. No, 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 it's not good. It's not a good it's not a good mass hole name. No. Uh do the other guys in Blue Traveler go, enough with the fucking harmonica. Um, they ever do that? No. I, yeah. Oh, I, here comes another harmonica. You'd be solo. amazed at how little I touch these things. Like, really? I really? Like, uh, I looked at it like uh, you don't practice, you play. And uh, the more I practice this thing, the worse I get at it. Okay. You know, it's like if you think too much, then oh, you really? screw it. At least with the harmonica. I think the thing that I think about is songwriting. But, uh, you know, singing, you got to kind of think about because you can fuck that up. Yeah, sure. These things are already in tune. Like, if they go out of tune, they're broken. So there's, like, I don't even have to tune these things. What does your vocal warm-up uh, look like before a show? Um, oh, it's disgusting. What do you mean? Like, are you hacking shit up? Um, it used to be. You know, see, I, I used to drink a concoction that was, like, so um, absurd. It was uh, cayenne pepper, vinegar, mm. honey, mm. and, um, and you, like, really hot water. Yeah. And I would like. And did it really work? I would gargle it, and it would trigger the gag reflex, and you'd hack up all this phlegm. Uh. And then I went to a vocal coach who said I'd been doing that. All that does is make phlegm and get you irritated, so it feels like it's doing something. But all you're doing is making it worse. Oh wow! For you're making years, phlegm. Okay. Do you still do it just out of habit? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Somebody get poppers cayenne. Have you ever had the thing where they put like inject you with steroids to get your voice back? Uh, no, they don't inject you; it's pills. Yeah, I take steroids. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. See, the great thing about uh, to heal your throat is that it, nobody's going to sue you for not cheating and use steroids. For your voice. When you um, perform on stage, do you ever forget to talk into your microphone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, I just thought. <laughs> oh snap! I thought my knee had something interesting to say. <laughs> Old sassy Kevin showed up here. Yeah. See, you know what? I tried yeah, my like, vape oh, pen. Like, what's up? Because we didn't have the. Uh, 
the strikeouts. The strikeouts, and now I'm miking my knee. <laughs> so now we've seen a difference. There's definitely a difference. But you got to like it when Kevin gets all sassy. <laughs> I like that. That was good. He could have just like indicated. No, that was right. To, to I'm on my sassy. I'm asking sassy questions now. No, like about the harmonica. Sassy's way funnier. You got to have the sass. Have some sass. What other sass do you have in there? Well, I, now, I was in the harmonica thing. I was thinking about the band Chicago. Whenever I hear Chicago, I always think about those guys because they. What's their big song though? Uh, well, feeling stronger every day is one yeah. Saturday in the park. Yeah, Saturday. that's the one. Yeah. I mean, they had in whatever twenty five albums, right? Such a horn section. On but that that's band. the thing. Here is what I am saying to you: is that yeah. the band was started by the horn section, okay? Ooh. And so, and so that means when the band is started by the horn section, right. they're at the center of the horn they're of horny. the thing oh, for yeah. the whole thing. So, like, uh, I could see like guys like Peter Cetera being like, "Oh, come on with the fucking horns already." But yeah, yeah, those are the guys who started the band. Yeah, that's the sound. So you got to have the horns. Totally. Do do the other guys like ever start like when they're pissed off at you and being like a little bit bitchy, like start to imitate you? Be like, oh, here I am. I'm John Parr, and start throwing harmonicas. <laughs> oh, we're at so it past that. Oh, here's my harmonica. <laughs> we're we're way harmonica. past that. Come on. <laughs> I mean, they'll do that constantly. It's What's the lie. worst fight you guys have ever gotten into? If you can talk about it. Um. Well, that's the thing. Like you know, there's real life stuff that happens. So, yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's personal stuff that people go through that you probably don't want to talk about you know things like addiction and you know uh bobby before he died we we used to come like that's the guy i grew up with who i think i fought with the most and i mean we would come to blows a lot i remember i slugged him full on in the face in a pj's pancake no it was um house of pancakes during the senior rush hour you know was the early bird special okay okay uh, Bill Bill Graham had just died, and uh-huh. we didn't know what to do, and so we were all in like a terrible mood. And he has this way of like putting his finger right in your face in this way that just disregards your existence as a human being. Yeah. And it's so in the manner of a bully. And I was so that guy that like would be bullied to the point where I'd blow my stack and attack the bully and like flip out. Yeah. And so we would play this out over and over again. And on this particular day, you know. He was hungover and like coming down off of something, and he's just not in the mood to hear it. And I said something, you know, sort of dorky, like, "What are we gonna do?" And how the fuck should I know? And then I just lost it, and, like threw a chair across the room, and then of the pancake house. Yeah, and he said, "John, kind of like he put his hand on my shoulder, I turned around, and just slugged him full in the face, and walked out." Nice. And the funny part is. He would have to come and apologize to me because he did technically start the fight. Right. Like, nobody discussed the fact that I like, just slugged a guy in the middle and sure. terrified, like, a room full of old people. See, that's a rock and roll fight right there. Like, they brawl. These guys But brawl. it's in a pancake was, house, well, though. Let's not, let's not forget that, though. You it wasn't Heffernan. And here he comes. Yeah. Here There'd be stuff comes. like that. Uh, he'd kick the door open and be like, we're going to Vegas. No, we got a gig tomorrow. You know, it's like fights like that. And right. people were, like, out of their minds on stuff. So you really had to, like, demonstrate yeah, we've yeah. never had any any tough fights like that. Well, I don't, I don't think we were ever addiction guys. I mean, there wasn't a lot of addiction. I guess no, we, alcohol. Yeah. We fight over tardiness. Well, you guys right. seem you seem to have made a, a good living on it. Yeah, like if you can make a movie about it, then everyone sees you. Like if you become a belligerent alcoholic, yeah, so many people would be giving you crap about it. It yeah. wouldn't be fun. Sure, you can't slip into a nice alcoholism. <laughs> no, I suppose you can't. I suppose you can't do that. No. It has to involve uh, drinking games. Yeah. yeah, you'd have to move to another country. You know, even in New Zealand, they see you, anywhere English speaking, your guys are screwed. Yeah. No, our our fights are like uh, it's about like if you're too late. 
Yeah, there you go. Right. Like a, like a too too late, too often. But nobody right. gets punched in the face over tardiness. No, we've got, I think there have been a couple times where... where like a scrap. I don't think there have been fist fights. No, but there was one time, you and Shander Sekar almost came to blows. We were, uh, we were Stuff scouting. gets thrown. People throw stuff. Mm-hmm. We were scouting for our pilot. Yeah. The first pilot we ever yep, did. Yep, In L.A. We were was, at UCLA. Yeah, you and Perello, our producer, were waiting for Jay and me. What yeah. year was this? This was... Uh, 97? 98? 98. Wow. And uh, we were like an hour later, something like yeah. that. Yeah, but we were oh, trapped because we were... You guys were our ride or something like that. Yeah. And we were scouting a location and we stood outside that... I was always the late... I still am the late guy. I'm always the late guy. But like what? Like how late? Oh, the worst one was late for a gig in Amherst, Massachusetts. Yep. I thought I could drive from my house in Quakertown, Pennsylvania and make it in time. And I gave myself like two hours less than I than should have. Okay. And they were already booing. Like the guys came out there and were being booed by the crowd for making them wait that long. Right. And, you know, of course, I show up and everyone's happy. <laughs> they were really pissed off. Like, I had to do... That's one of the few times I had to do a lot of apologies. But isn't that just rock and roll time? Not when it's two hours. Like, yeah. you know, I've been 10 minutes late, and that's bad. Like, really, we have a rule about showtime. And what I do re- to... A, like, we're supposed to have an hour pre-show. Yeah. And sometimes I'll be there just, like, five minutes to go, but I'm always there right before the show. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, at my worst... Like lately, I'd say, you know, five minutes late, like past the actual. But I feel like rock and roll guys don't wear watches and shit. Like that. I don't wear a watch. I right. mean, I have a have watch, but I don't now. look at it. But like when we were sco- we were doing Super Troopers two, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's, I don't know what that. It's like it's day Thursday. It's not set properly. It's yeah. not set the right time. Well, we were doing Super Troopers yeah. two, and we. Um, uh, the Eagles of Death Metal did the scoring for Super Troopers two. Wow! And so Jesse Hughes, who's the front man, would he just had his own clock. Like, he would just show up. Like, yeah. we'd be working with the band, and Jesse would show up. And, you know, he's uh, been on the podcast, too, but uh, he would just show up hours later. Like, hours after yeah. the session started. Yeah. And you're like, and he, you know, no big, hey, man, what's up? How's it going? When, when <laughs> and he'd bring you a gift, <laughs> so yeah. you couldn't get mad. He's like, hey, man, I got you this oh, <laughs> collector's edition Fats Domino 45 LP or whatever yeah, it is. Something like, pulled off. And yeah. Shit. It's like, oh, uh, thank you, man. Thank you. When I was working on that hip-hop documentary back east, yeah, my partner on it was uh, Rakim from Eric B and Rakim right mm-hmm. and uh, who's just so fucking cool and he would be no shit six hours late right Oof. or something you'd be like alright we're meeting at 10am I know it's early but like you know maybe like 4 or 5pm would roll around and he'd show up and I say this with respect right mm-hmm. I love the guy right. he'd show up I certainly wasn't mad at him. I, I was just psyched he was in the room. And, sure. Like, he's so fucking cool. Right. Nobody's pissed off at him. Sure. Yeah, I would know the next time I went to a rehearsal with him that he might be six hours late, though. That's what I'd be thinking. That's the thing. That's you got to keep, exactly. keep that in your mind. Yeah. My, my rule is to try and be the last guy there. <laughs> but that's not a good rule, though. It's not a good rule. It's not. I can't say it's a good rule, but that is like... Um, it was actually when I was going to the new school. Chico Hamilton was this, he's this great uh, jazz musician. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he's alive anymore, but um, I was late again, and he points his finger like he's a prophet and goes, "You are always late, and because of that, you will always be late to everything you show up for. This is a terrible habit, and if you don't change your ways now, you will always be late." And it was almost like he. He's fucking right. Ordained that I became late. Mm-hmm. He's fucking right. He was right. Like you're, if you're just late, you're always late. Or in another sense, did he give me permission to be late from that moment forward? 
I guess. I don't think that's what he intended, though. Because now I can blame him. Right. It wasn't me. He cursed me. He cursed me. I was right. cursed to be late. Right. It's like, what's the Stephen King? Thinner. My parents, Thinner. Said, they, my parents said they knew uh, I was destined to be a musician when uh, I showed up at uh, that same new school. The, the teacher, Arnie Lawrence, had this uh, gig we were doing, and I showed up right like on time to walk on stage and play. I still had laundry from home under my arm. Mm-hmm. And uh, my parents are with the teachers, like, see, right on time. They're like, oh, okay, that's how it works. <laughs> that's how it works. That's yeah. rock and roll. Yeah, for jazz musicians, you know, that'll work. I feel like it's better to be prompt. There is no, you know, it's I true. think it's better for myself to be on time. Like, I get stressed out when I'm going to be late. Exactly. Like, yeah. Same with my band. They all hate it. It drives them crazy. Yeah, well, it's like, I, I, but there's something, you know what it is? It's just, I'm just terrible with time management. I don't like to be too early, though. That's another thing. I don't but like you, early. you like to, you don't, like, for you, one minute early is too early. No, like, it's like That's getting to an airport, like, too early for the flight. That bugs yeah, me but you like to cut it really close. I know that I'm slow. I always got to have an hour and a half in an airport. I, I, I'll say this. I'll say this. Kevin Heffernan used to be our on-time guy. Like, whenever you'd show up late, he'd be the one who would tap his watch. And look, and give you shit about being late. And you know, the- it's weird. I was that guy also in the early days with the band because I was the sober guy. Okay. Yeah. And they he were was by no means the sober guy. And I was the one yelling at everybody. And now I'm like the complete like fuck up. This is what has happened. <laughs> is I would say over the last like, I'm going to say three. I'm going to say since you moved to the valley. Is that what it is? Yeah. Because that's really what I noticed. The that valley. late. For everything now. <laughs> He's late for fucking everything. It's because of this Well, attitude. it's uh, how long it takes to get there. Yeah. <laughs> Now, on the other hand, I used to be perpetually late, and I have—I am extremely prompt now. You've gotten conscientious in your old age. Well, you because go, it, because that's the wrong way. No, you know what it is? It's because I realized that, like, when I'm sitting in traffic on uh-huh. the fucking four hundred five, and I'm late for an important meeting, that's the worst. I mean, I can feel worse than that, but like, I feel really bad, and that can happen every fucking day if I want it to. And I would rather just leave early. See, there's something in the relationship out. between the two of you that's changed. As I don't know if you changed, which made him change, or he changed, which made you change. No, it's a crossfade. It's a crossfade. Yeah, You're both changing. It's a codependency. And we're crossing. We wave to each other on the way by. Yeah, on the way by, you crossfade. My bandmates are the same way. See, now they really worry about promptness because I don't. Right. And so I don't know if I started that or they did. Yeah. yeah. But then what happens is, like, every now and then I'll be late. And it fucks everything up. No. And then he, like, it's a day where he's on time. And then he'll actually give me shit about it. When we were shooting our series, actually, like, we were in pre-production. It's probably like a couple weeks. Do you remember there was a day? Now, I only lived, I literally lived six minutes away from where we were shooting. But there was a day I showed up and I had forgotten my script. Right. Like, and then, and Heffernan, and I was late. Sure. And Heffernan gave me so much shit about it. It was like, go get your fucking script and hurry the fuck up. You're late. Mm-hmm. And I Carpenter should not show up at work without his tools. It t- yeah. It took the mature... The <laughs> mature if the tools aren't here, me. then you're not here. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I almost snapped on him. That, that would have been our most recent fight. That's a funny were fight. I, were I not so mature. Sure. Oh, so or tired. Were I not so easy to collaborate with. Right, we're, getting, we're, getting with. Long, we're getting to the point here. Okay. Tell me um, uh, why... Uh, are there other brands of harmonicas? You're a yes. honer guy. Uh, there actually is a John Popper harmonica out there. When, uh, was it? I went to Fender for a while, and they had a harmonica team that they worked Whoa. out with Sadel, which is an old harmonica company, uh, older than Honer, actually. And they make great harmonicas, but they're real pricey. And it was an idea where you replaced the reeds, but eventually that team wasn't there anymore, and it's really like... 
high maintenance harmonica. But do they still really make good. it and you don't play it? Uh, <laughs> no, I think they stopped making it. I went back okay. to Honer because they finally gave me a better deal. Okay. I told you the ratio of the endorsement at Honer, right? You, you, uh, I, I remember you telling us like how, how yeah, ridiculous it, was like, it, it is. It started, it was uh, $10 for a harmonica. Jesus. And then I uh, got a 50% endorsement from them. For that's the standard one they do out of Germany, and then harmonicas started going for four twenty dollars. Now they're forty dollars, so I'm paying twice as much as they originally were, and I'm also one of their biggest customers. So I'm paying twice as much for harmonicas that I sell to myself. Right, you're doing twenty bucks a harmonica, even yeah. with your deal. No, now with the new deal, I think uh, it's something I'm paying thirty five percent or something. Like and, and so you just order them by the crate or what? Oh yeah, yeah. Box and bees, some run out more. Like these the D's, D's, run out, the D's run out more than the D flat. So you got to figure out which ones I use. And uh, there's a whole chart. What's the biggest, meatiest harmonica there is? Like, is there one that's like, uh, yes. like a big Bertha? No, there's. Oh, I thought you meant what the, which of the keys was. But, oh, sure. Uh, oh, I'll there take... are big Bertha ones, and uh, they make all kinds of ones that go home, 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 home. That like the midgets always seem to play for some reason. Or, can you play those harmonicas? Yeah, but all you can do on them is go oomph, oomph, oomph. <laughs> They're like the only exhale in these two notes. Is there a little teeny harmonica? Yes. Yeah, the little lady. The little lady? Yeah, Could you play lady. that one too? Yeah, yeah. I used, to, I used to have one on my lapel and you played for It's actually a whole octave because uh, each note is two notes and an octave is uh, before four holes. Is eight notes. That's an octave. And you just kept it on your lapel and whatever. Every once in a while I accent what you're saying. Um, no, then just like if you ever get arrested, you have like a little friend to play in the prison cell. <laughs> like you got a little portable friend there to play. Have you played a harmonica? Or is it insulting for me to call it a harmonica? Or would you rather me say harp? I'd rather call it Ask Goblin Clap Tort. <laughs> Have you played the Ask Goblin Clap Tort with Mick Jagger? Have you guys ever done an Ask Goblin Clap Tort uh, duo? I duet, actually, duet? I actually accidentally um, uh, insulted him. I didn't know I was. Cause, uh, what the fuck, Papa? Sugar Blue. Fuck is off. this great harmonica player who plays the harmonica on Miss You that you hear on the record. And I grew up hearing Sugar Blue. I, I had five gin and tonics, walked away sober, and started woodshedding and learning to play the harmonica. You know, the high notes I do, that's all. I ripped that off from Sugar Blue. I, I took it farther. He's but, in your book. He's in your book. Yeah. So this is that story. Okay. And um, Mick Jagger, uh, I didn't know he was playing on Miss You when they go live. So, like, in 98, we were opening for him. And we did like eight dates with them. And uh, the first night, they bring us like a case of champagne. And Mick comes to say hi. And he's being very sweet. And I really honestly said, if you want any help playing on Miss You, I would love to do it. And he's like, uh, no, thanks. We got that covered. And it turns out he does that. Yeah. Ah. And so later on, I read this Rolling Stone interview where Keith apparently was giving him shit about that ever since going... <laughs> And then the interview's like, yeah, maybe the Blues Traveler guy could come and play the harmonica for you. And <laughs> Mick's like, fuck off. And the interview goes, yeah, he's good. And Mick goes, yeah, too good. Fuck. And I mean, that's a rave review. I mean, sure. I got that framed somewhere. You got it. Because he's no slouch. Yeah. He's no slouch on the heart. No, he's not bad at all. Is he and good harmonica? Really? He's a great harmonica. Midnight Ram? Well, I don't know. Great? Great? He's a great harmonica player. Okay. Well, let's that's ask Popper. the best harmonica well, player. Well, he's got to be judicious. Oh, he's got to be. Yeah, now I've got to be careful. Yeah. You know, 
fuck with people Mick hear Jagger. this podcast, right? That's right. Yeah, it's the millions. It's still the fastest growing podcast. So now you want me to rate Mick Jagger? Yeah, as a you player? son of a I bitch, do. Lemmy. I do. God damn it! I asked the hard hitting questions here. A plus. You sure you don't want to talk about the, the Middle East or something? <laughs> no, talk, Mick Jagger uh, is a great harmonica player. <laughs> He's not the best harmonica player. Okay, right. um, but a great harmonica player. Yeah, I would say Howard Levy is the, like I, I'm more into the technicians. I'm more into the um, the guys who can take a harmonica, you know, a, a blues harp and make the most out of the notes and stuff. But uh, Mick is really great. Um, Have you and Mick uh, seen each other since that happened and like reconciled or? Oh no! <laughs> I don't. Th- I think that was his way of complimenting me. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't think he's mad at me. Okay. Have I, you played? Actually, I saw yet? him uh, a couple years ago that night. They were playing. I swear to God, I think he saw me in the crowd. He was like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" Like he's doing his little walk up the thing, and he broke character for a second. Like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" <laughs> hey, and nice. I have no proof that he actually did that. John that could Papa. just be my Fuck. ego. Like yeah. maybe I just thought that. Yeah. Sure. It's kind of like what you do when you throw harmonicas out to the crowd. He just points to people like, hey, how are you? My, my wife was with me. She <laughs> yeah. swears that he did it too. So you know, maybe she's just had to accept that about me that just, just tell him that Mick said hi. Sure. Or maybe somebody was standing behind you that he knew. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that's what happens sure. to me. That's or maybe he was waving at my wife. Yeah. Could yeah, be. She's pretty. Hey, you. Pretty. Hey, hey you. Hey, bird. Hey, hey that bird. Hello. Hey, doll. Yeah, who's in here? I'd hey, like doll. Check that bird. <laughs> yeah. That's a bit of all right. <laughs> all right. All right. What should we chew? Would we chew something on the way out? Yeah. Um, hey, Papa, it's always a pleasure. Uh, pleasure, Adam. Thank you for coming hanging out with us, buddy. Not at all. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so um, I'm shaking hands officially because, you know, we're shaking hands. Mike. Yeah, we don't have to tell anybody. They hear that. We're just doing it. They, 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 heard, they, they heard the they clasp. Can hear, they can hear the smile. The hand clasp. Yeah. So, um, um, so what? So you got the album? Yeah. Oh, we got the book. We didn't put the book. Oh, yeah. There's this book, uh, blow, Suck and Blow. Suck and Blow. That's great. And other stories I'm not supposed to tell. Right. I named it that so my friends would buy it. It's such a great title. And it Suck worked. And I sold 72 copies. Sweet. 72. I'm in that book. Yeah. There's a little story about Lemmy in this book, if you guys um, check it out. Yeah. And uh, I just opened it to a page, and there's a story about Jean-Claude Van Damme. Wow. So, um, I, I don't know. I just saw his name in here. So, so if you hear a good John Popper, Jean-Claude Van Damme story. Oh, it's the time I did that split like he did? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The in the kitchen counter? Yeah. Woo-ha! Stayed that way for three days. It was really trouble. Until somebody discovered you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. Um, all right. So Poppers, uh, he's got the uh, the book. He's got the album. Do we call them albums anymore? Um, I like to. I'd like to. It's yeah. old school, man. Why not? Yeah. Blues Traveler. Hurry up and hang around. It's great. Let me know. I've loved it. Great. And um, we're going to go see him in Anaheim. Uh, yeah, playing at Anaheim and uh, uh, bluestraveler.com. Where do they go? Where do people go get uh, uh, dates from you? I think it's bluestraveler.com. Did okay. you guys should know that? Huh? Um, yeah, I'm at, well, I'm at, on Facebook. <laughs> so go find Popper on Facebook and look at the tour dates because he's coming to a town near you. He's going to be uh, yeah, out we, here. Yeah, we're on the... touring this summer with uh, this band I can't tell you. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, that's just us. Okay. Is it Millie Vanilli? No, but you are so close. Oh, boy. Fuck. You're not quite as and close, the funky but bunch? you're closer. Fuck. Is it Journey with the Filipino guy? Wow. Well, that's funny because we really were going to have them as, as a third. You were? Okay. No, that's not good. What's that guy's name? You know that guy's name. The guy <laughs> took over for Steve Perry. What's his name? What is his name? I don't know. Yeah, you really. I thought you saw him in concert recently. No, I saw a cover band. Ow. Oh. 
Wait, did they cover the Filipino guy or the first guy? DSB is the name of this band. They call Don't Stop Believing. DSB. They in uh, Woodland Hills. At the Canyon Club. It's a big show. They really cover the Filipino guy? No, no, they cover those. Oh, okay. <laughs> you are gullible. You are gullible. The Filipino guy covers uh, Steve Perry. Uh, I can't remember that. I've seen the documentary on the Filipino. Uh, oh, yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Pretty good for like 30 minutes. Okay. Really? I probably won't watch it. Uh, oh, I thought you meant the Filipino guy is really good for 30 minutes. He's he's. No, in the he's do- or the documentary is good for 15 The documentary is good. 30 minutes. For the rise, and then it's like it's another hour of like them in concert. And you're like, oh, I don't, you know. Yeah, see, that, that's how they get people to do a documentary is that you have to paint it at the end where like everybody's doing really well. Yeah. Yeah, so I got this new business with Earl Shive. It's great. <laughs> it's working out real well. The everything is full circle. Everything worked out in the end. It was good. Yeah, exactly. It's a yeah. nice happy ending. Nice yeah. puff piece. And my third wife is awesome. <laughs> she sells American Girl dolls. Yes, he's got it. He's got it. <laughs> We're wrapping you it know, up. You know, fun thing to do to sound guys is you go. <laughs> they like that shit. It's all the guys that work for me. They never look up anymore, but you can always spot a new guy. <laughs> it's fun. Will they get mad? No, nah, they just confused. Yeah, they're just like, oh, oh, the boss is messing with me again. That's great. Papa. That's great. Oh, Papa. Yeah, why don't you go throw that harmonica to the crowd? Yeah, I got on where you can put that harp, man. What are you going to chew on the way out, you guys? What are you chewing? What are we chewing? Um, oh, yeah. Chew. What are you going to some, some, You know what? I'm just I'm in the mood for some chocolate chip cookie. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Famous, okay. famous. Okay. I'm going to go caramel candy, like really in the teeth. Like a cube? Yeah. Like you really get it. Like the kind I can't eat it anymore because I have sensitive teeth. Oh. I've got three cracked capsules of Ritalin <laughs> and in, mixed with an entire bag of grape big league chew. Wow. Whoa. Okay. That's got to have one of those on. funny names, though, right? That's got to be like a. We should name Purple it. Purple Explosion, you know, or something like that. Sure. What the sure. fuck? It's like one purple of Focus. Of, yeah. Purple Focus. Purple Focus. <laughs> are you guys, guys going to do Purple Focus tonight? <laughs> That's Big Lee Chew and Ritalin, man. Big Lee Chew and Ritalin. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> Holy shit. That's the new one. That, that's going to be the new bath salts. Do you know what I miss is the Grape Dimetap when it was good. Do you remember that? I don't. I mean, I remember it when I was a kid. Oh. But I didn't know it was gone. Is it gone? Well, you know, now they took the ephedrine out of it. Oh, right. You know, right, 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 right. it used to. It was they watered than, it down. It was better than alcohol because if you got pulled over with that, like when we were all, the band sure. was in a van. We'd be passing that stuff around, and we all got colds, you know? Yeah. It was, there was wonderful. There was you tripped balls on that. Yeah. The rob- there was a Robitussin, uh, one of the heavy ones. Is that codeine? Tussin up in you? It's like a Robitussin deep. with codeine, one of those things? One of them used to. Oh, be. yeah. I love that stuff. It'll fuck you up. Man. I would take it just for the, when I wasn't sick. But the Diamond Tab, you can get without a prescription. You know, the codeine syrup is really the best stuff ever, but yeah. you got to be sick for that. Yeah. I can just oh, do salvia, John. Yeah, just salvia. salvia. Bring it all back. Salvia. I'm going to do purple focus right now. Yeah, some so, purple focus. You know, I'm going to eat some salvia. Okay, let's do it. Really? Like Does that work? Can you eat salvia? I don't think so, but I have never tried it, nor would I. Have you ever done DMT? No. What's DMT? Oh, my God. All right, well, I'll just leave you with this one. I can say the nicest thing about this drug that I, I can't say about any other drug. I'm, I only wished I did it once, and I, I did it once. I, I have no desire to do it again because it will ruin it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like smoking mushrooms. Oh, really? You are instantly tripping, and I mean, vroom. what's DMT stand for? Um, Do you know, it's like a. It's basically ayahuasca. It's name? like ayahuasca. Okay. okay. Um, but you smoke it. Uh, they call it the truth, uh, which scared me. Like you find out who you are, and like, oh shit, I don't oh, know if I want to find out who I am. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I grabbed a guitar, 
And suddenly we were in this pine forest is at the Wani Fest. All of the pine trees turned into peacock feathers. Oh, okay. nice. And were swaying to the like indigo blue song I was playing <laughs> from far off India. And everyone turned into Tolkien characters, all of their ears <laughs> and their eyes, and everything was carved ornately like the elven structures sure. of Rivendell. Yeah. And within 20 minutes, whoop, we were back. And that's really? the funnest part, is the transition from... And no residual... Uh, nothing. I mean, now the guys I was, who I got it from, they dead, were, they'd dead, been dead, smoking dead. it all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were smoking they're, it all they're, day. They're they're dead dead now, but that's they, okay. They went nuts. They yeah. could only communicate by going... <laughs> <laughs> but they've been continually... But that's the thing. This stuff was amazing. If you ever get the chance, try it once. DMT. Right. Somewhere I lovely. DMT. I did something called Goop. Have you ever done Goop? No. No. What's Goop? goop Probably is, try the same thing. Goop is basically like, <laughs> it's like that's what they call it somewhere else. <laughs> well, it reminded me of it. It reminded me of it. In uh, Boston, we do a big ball of Goop. Goop. goop yeah. eh? Oh, you had Goop. Yeah, it's like a eat jankum. your fucking Goop. In Africa, they cook shit in a jar in the sun. <laughs> this is uh, what that is. The American version of that. No, like uh, Goop is. It's basically what like it's the resin of mushrooms. So it's like what resin is to weed. It's that of right. mushrooms. But like sort of like a, like a hash uh, like a hashy type thing, and uh, a, a buddy of mine brought it over and we tried it. Oh wow! And it was like, you know, I've done acid and mushrooms a few times, and it's like I don't I hallucinate like the walls are moving and right. the hair is growing out of my face, <laughs> that kind of hallucination. But yep. like, this was one where it's like all of a sudden, I was in like cartoon world. I was walking onto a spaceship, like spa- uh, Close Encounters. Mm-hmm. It was a Technicolor spaceship. <laughs> I was walking up this like purple ramp. Lights are all over the place. I'm, I'm like literally in orbit someplace. And that was, was like, reality, Stephen. This is, is the trip. Yeah, Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Dude. But I don't know how long I was gone. Five, ten, twenty minutes. Wow. And then I would come out of it. Yeah. And, See, and my friend would thing. be there. And I'd be like, whoa, what's up? He's like, dude, I just went on the craziest trip. I was like, me too, man. <laughs> and then it's like we'd be talking, hashing it out, and all of a sudden, before I knew it, I'd be someplace else. So it returned? It returned probably like four or five times. It wow. returned, And it was like, I've never had anything like this before. That's crazy. Yeah, it was the number one of all time. That's goop. There's something about just goop. the speed of goop. It's goop over. for you. Oh, that is amazing. Yeah. Goop is good food is what they say. Goop, goop is, is good, good food. Yeah. <laughs> Stir up the I'm going to eat some goop. Goop, eat some goop. goop is good. Good food. Good I'm still going to have Purple Focus, though. Purple Focus? Yeah, I'm going to chew Purple Focus on the way out. Okay. Guys. Should I'm we do it? Chewing goop. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, oh, uh, oh, no, bring good. your flavors together. A little oh. goop on the side. Oh, a little goop. Mm. Tastes like shit, but what a trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John Papa, thanks for joining us. Papa, hey, always a pleasure, dude. Let's, hey, the album is called Blues Traveler. Hurry up and hang around. It's fucking awesome. I don't know if I've mentioned this, but John's voice sounds <laughs> You are fucking awesome. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> It's a really great album. It oh, is really great. great. You know, great what I, I, I honestly like. I felt like the way like people reacted to us when Super Troopers Two came out and was good, and all mm. of our like friends and family and fans were like, "Oh my god, yeah. what a relief!" Yeah, it wasn't exactly. <laughs> well, I didn't think it was going to be yes, good. And exactly. Good. Right. Uh, I feel that's the way I'm complimenting you. In fact, thank you for for having that be good, so we didn't have to talk. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't have to. Friend. I didn't have to sit you down and yeah. This is terrific. It's conversation. Really awesome. I've been cranking in my car for days now. <clears throat> Oh, thanks. Um, so go out and get it, everybody. Um, all right, appreciate okay. it, you guys. Thanks, Thank buddy. All right. all right, we'll uh, we'll talk to all the Chew crew next week. All right, let's chew. Chew. Oh, here I go. Chew, chew. Here goes the goop. Mm-hmm.